I'm Katie. I'm Garrett. We started a podcast. And Against the odds. <laughs> we both have ADHD and we're diagnosed as adults. So we're tackling that like diagnosis and what that means for each of us every week. And we also take little side quests into things like the history of tarot and the history of Geraldo Rivera's mustache. Lots of side quests and um, rabbit holes. I think every week has different rabbit holes that we fall down. Yes. Um, and we are excellent at getting sidetracked. I think it's some part may of say our charm. professionals. <laughs> so if you also like getting sidetracked and want to laugh along with your two new best friends, tune in every Thursday to The Bar is Ankle High, available on all platforms, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Bar is Ankle High. Bye. are your morning announcements. The Retro Club will be meeting today to discuss Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And any student who wishes to try out for the Quidditch team, please meet at the football field after school. Hello, and welcome to the Retro Club. We're your hosts, Megan. And Jonathan. And we're, you sound so excited. <laughs> I, I'm just sick, sorry. I know, it's your my turn now. My voice hurts. That's my fault. I turned around and got John and Jordan sick. Whoops. Yeah, you're a... F- oh, I was going to cuss you out, but you're just a monster. Wow, I, c- I can't help it. Look, and it's not COVID, y'all. It's not. it's not COVID. It just sucks, whatever it's it is. It's a really bad head cold. Mm-hmm. Got them chills. Yeah. They're multiplying. <laughs> That's not what we're covering today, though. It but should be, though. Before we get control. into to cover what we're covering today, I guess anything we should catch our listeners up on? Uh, playoffs started. Oh, uh, Jordan's been sick. Yeah, girl. I know. I said that. I feel bad. She has an awful cough, man. Every time she coughs, I'm like, "Why didn't I take off?" I know <laughs> it's bad. Mm-hmm. My nephew got his shoes, which I was really proud about. You did talk about that. You bought him shoes. I had mm-hmm. to explain this last time. I know it was for getting so many points in a basketball game. Yeah, he made me so proud. Yeah, I'm some basketball shoes. Um, there's really not much else going on. See, I know the playoffs there's, started. There's but stuff going on. It's just. Hard to talk about. Oh. You have a lot a lot of stuff going on in like media and stuff like that. Oh. You had all that news come out that the uh I don't know if any of you are wrestling fans or not, but uh WWE is looking to sell their whole product. Oh as yikes. a whole. Because uh, of something with Vince McMahon or Yeah, he's come back and made major changes to things that are gonna be implemented. Hmm. Uh but one of the things that come out of it. I don't know if this is true or not, so it's just speculation. It's talked about that it will be sold to the Saudi Arabian, uh, like the large heiresses and heirs over there. Because, I mean, no one's going to be able to beat their money. I don't know why they would want it. Media. It's Isn't not there... hard to figure out. I don't know enough about wrestling. I'm not even going to put my two cents in because I don't WB know enough about it. WWE is the oldest product still running. 
they've bought out libraries of all uh, factions that they've uh, trampled over. Mm-hmm. So they have all those libraries. They have a current product, and they are big on social media. Disney doesn't want them. <laughs> Disney, I've I've read that Disney's heavily considering it. That's been in the works for I've heard that for like five years though. They own everything. <laughs> they're the they're the monster that swallows everything. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Disney, <laughs> our movie today that we'll be covering. It's not a Disney movie. It is Disney. No, it's not. It's a Warner Brothers movie. Uh, well, don't doesn't Disney have? No, Disney has nothing to do with that. Otherwise, they'd be on the Disney lot. I guess I thought maybe they had some stock in it. All right. Well, speaking of kids' <laughs> movies, how about that? Yeah, there we go. We're going. This is, I think, our most kid-friendly movie we've covered. Yeah. I yeah. I think. Looking back, yeah, we are covering the first Harry Potter, <laughs> Harry yeah, Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Uh, good movie. It's or the Philosopher's movie. Stone, either or. Yeah, whatever you prefer. It is called both, depending on where you live. I know we've got listeners overseas. So mm-hmm. um, I know this one's kind of weird for us so far. I mean, I don't know if we've established a certain type of movie we cover i think we've hit all sorts of bases so maybe this isn't we've kind of just flown off the rail (laughs) we've we've went all kinds of directions with the movies we picked but that's what we didn't want to stick to one type of genre no like i had a conversation with somebody that they never saw us picking Mm son-in-law i was like if people only knew how much mean you talk about son-in-law or quote (laughs) it yeah it would make sense to them now i will say i think this is our most recent movie that we're covering Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have really thought we were going to just do horror movies. Mm-hmm. Like I get that from a lot of people and I want them to know that's not <laughs> like the mainstay of what we're doing. We do like horror movies. Yes, but very much. There's so much more out there that we want to cover. Horror movies will come in time. Also, we're not going to stick to this whole thing like we've talked about. Because it's going to eventually get to where it's hard as hell to pick a movie for that makes you think of winter when you've named all your favorite winter movies. No, we had some on the board that we just felt like we didn't want to cover just yet. Right. There were winter movies, and I think me and you consider this a winter movie. Because I'm never wanting to talk about Jack Frost unless <laughs> I bury it. <laughs> we thought we did until we rewatched Oh, God. It. <laughs> I, I wish... and. I don't know what I was thinking as a kid. <laughs> that movie, it's making my voice hurt just thinking about it. Look, I liked it too. Like it made, it had everything. It, it made you school, happy. It made you sad. Right. My school went to see that on a field trip, and I remember it being so much better than it is. I really liked it, and then we watched it again. What probably the first time? And it's at a least- movie that has. It's some of the worst secondhand embarrassment I've ever had in my life. And it's all aimed at Michael Keaton. I know. It, that sucks because I love Michael Keaton so much. And it's all in the beginning. If you can just fast forward through like the first <coughs> five minutes, five, ten minutes, I think you can save yourself from some of the embarrassment. Oh, man. You can't get past his hair, though. You can't get past those frosted tips. <laughs> yeah, nothing better than a 40-year-old man with frosted tips. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. Both of us were like, oh, I love that movie because we I haven't know. seen it in like two decades. And then we put it on. And I was like, Jack was, Frost was Michael Keaton. That's a classic. I think we both looked at each other and had our hands over our mouths like, oh, no, <laughs> this is not good. Oh, no. There was one part of it. I said open mouth because I was like, is this really what Michael Keaton was like in the movie? <laughs> like he's wearing like, like. He's wearing like the designer jeans. Oh, yeah. And he's going around playing the harmonica. He's taking Christmas classic and trying to blues them up and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. He's like stuck in this. It was Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> uh, oh, my God. I'm already pissed. That's not what we're talking about, though. Um, we're <laughs> talking about Harry Potter. Thank you. Sorry, God. I had to take a drink, everybody. My voice is killing me. That's okay. Don't make it a habit. Oh, uh, <laughs> Man, you know how many times I've had to just calm you down from the coughing and stuff like that? Yes, I know. Don't get on me. Um, Leave me alone. I consider Harry Potter a winter movie. I do too. I think I like watching them more during like the like the fall months we forget about, like mm-hmm. November and all of uh, winter. Not, yeah. not, maybe not so much February, but definitely like December, January. See, I and I hate it because... Usually we watch this around Christmas time. That's when we typically watch the Harry Potter series, but it doesn't feel like winter right now, so it kind of sucks to cover right now. If you're in the Midwest, it just doesn't mm-hmm. feel like winter. I don't know. The weather's all over the place. Par- probably part of the reason that we're sick. So Yeah. It, there was a day where it was actually like warm, warm outside, and I wore shorts and everything. Mm-hmm. This morning, I my body ached. I went outside thinking I wasn't gonna have to wear a jacket, and it was freezing out. Mm. Just can't survive the apocalypse. <laughs> it's coming. I will say, get your canned goods. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna throw it out there that I've been a fan of Harry Potter since the beginning, and I kind of uh-huh. got you on the Harry Potter train later when we got together. Yes, one thing we do need to talk about: mm-hmm. the fucking price of eggs. Oh, that's that, we talked about, about. We talked about something. We didn't. We, we were talking about things that are going on. We got to talk about the cost of groceries. Yeah, I guess if you want to bring the mood down. I know why we're trying to bring the mood down. Everybody can argue about this. Who wants to go and sit, spend like six to seven dollars on eggs? If you own hens right now, keep a close eye on them. People are going to be snatching them up. Man, can you imagine those people that have chickens right now? My sister. Right. <laughs> They're just going around. Yeah. Hey, you got some of them eggs? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like they're they're on crack. (laughs) It's true. Feet are strong, Joe Rogan. Oh, my God. (laughs) Anyway, back to the movie. What I was saying is I've been a a fan of Harry Potter from the The books since before the movies. I liked it when the books came out. When did they come out? Like 97? Yeah, 96, 97, I think. Because I remember in middle school, that's when I first known they were on the radar mm-hmm. um i really like them you didn't get into it really until we got together i think yeah i wasn't even really like a fan of them i think what made me a fan of that whole thing was fantastic beasts and where to find them yeah i saw the trailer for that and i was like man i'm really interested in seeing it you were the one that i had to really like convince to go see it with me i no, I mean, I wanted to see it. It just, it felt weird seeing something in the Harry Potter universe that wasn't Harry Potter. Like, I was worried about it. But I will say, I'm... 
I'm I know gonna, some I'll... people feel torn about J.K. Rowling. Um, feel <laughs> whatever you want to feel about her as a person, but her writing has like shaped an entire generation of people. Yeah. And I can separate the artist from the art. We've talked about this in music too. Yeah. A big example. And I'm just going to go ahead and say it. R. Kelly. R. Kelly. Yeah. It's one of those when you find out someone who you really enjoyed their art, whether it's music or movies or Mm -hmm. books or whatever. You got Michael Jackson. My God, I'm watching The Staircase right now about Michael Peterson, the novelist who may or may not have killed his wife like those sort of things right it's like did you still like his novels i never read i think i'm about how many people obsess over something like jeffrey dahmer come on man i know but yes i know she's kind of making waves right now and not a good way but let's ignore jk rowling and just focus on the movie shall we yes (laughs) (laughs) which we're not going to talk i mean you what is it you don't like about jk if i just want to go there real quick that she's she's like transphobic essentially i mean she has made some disparaging comments about the trans community and has she? upset a lot of people how old is she i want to say she's in her 50s 40s 50s okay so she's older hmm. but it just sucks because you had a lot of kids who grew up especially in the lgbtq community who looked up to her and felt safe in her little universe that she created only to find out that she doesn't support some of them so it like really hurt a lot of people's feelings mm. i'm not going to get into all the politics about it and no. i don't know the you can exact, still like the art not like the artist that's i i don't know the exact comments that were made or i'm not going to get into it on here but um she doesn't she doesn't like trans people I'm, i'll just leave it at that Okay. So, yeah, I know I have my feelings on J.K. Rowling. You guys can have your own feelings on her, but we're just talking about the movie because it still made an impact and I still enjoy the movies. I just hate that she said the things that she said and feels the way she feels. And I got to be honest, I think the Fantastic Beasts movies have been better than any of the Harry Potter movies. (laughs) Well, maybe we'll talk about those one day. Oh, for sure we will. Eventually. I think they're the. I think that's the high point for those. Depends on who you are. I mean, yeah. I know what my favorite. I mean, movie you could is. always take your series, go up to some high points, and then bring it crashing straight down like they did with the Harry Potter series. <laughs> well, let's go ahead. We kind of we've talked enough. I think it's time mm-hmm. to get into some numbers. Or you can give us a. Do you want to give us numbers first? Let's, How about synopsis? do the synopsis first? Yeah, let's do that. An orphan boy enrolls in a school of wizardry where he learns the truth about himself, his family, and the terrible evil that haunts a magical world around him. Is that it? Yeah, that's all I got. But that's, oh, I mean, that's about as deep as it gets. Uh, deep? The opposite of deep. I mean, it definitely gives you just the very... The bare necessities, simple bare necessities? That is a good summation, I think, of the movie. Yeah. Without, because there's so much to it. And as long as it and as detailed as the movies are, it's got nothing on the books. <laughs> so. And you got to be honest, she ripped off a lot of stuff. From what? Harry, J.K. Rowling? Yeah. She ripped off from Narnia. When did Narnia come out? The Narnia books? Yeah. If I remember right, I think they're like from the 
early middle 40s? What? No. The Chronicles of Narnia? The books. Narnia. Not the movies. Book series. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Tell me. Which that was what we were going to cover. Then I was like, oh, I'd rather talk yeah, about I Harry guess Potter. I 1950. I didn't realize it was that old. To tell me what I know. All right. She ripped that off. Think about, think about it. Think about all four of the kids and think about the classes that go into um, the Harry Potter world. Slytherin is the brother that you can't trust, that little boy. Mm-hmm. The girl that has the bow and arrow. Who would you say? <laughs> I assume she's Ravenclaw. Yes. And then the little girl's going to be Gryffindor and the older brother is... Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff, yeah. Well... No, yeah, be the older brother would be Gryffindor yes. and the little girl would be Hufflepuff. Yeah, she got that idea from Narnia. Nobody's ever going to tell me any other... I mean... It's, it's its own world too. You have to go through something to see it. Yes, yes. Okay, so her idea isn't 100% original, but she did put a ton of thought into it. I mean, there's so many little Easter eggs that... Uh, we're never going to be able to cover it all. I mean, I'll cover some stuff in trivia, but oh. just all the different links and stuff she makes and the thing, there's so many tiny little things she paid really close attention to. So I will give her that. <laughs> anyway, um, we're not talking about the book. We're just talking about the movie. Yeah. So when did the movie release? 2001. 2001. Okay, I was right. What what date exactly do you have that? Well, November 10th and it for the UK, November 16th for the US. Okay. But it uh, debuted on the 4th of November at Odeon. Okay. Which I believe is in the UK. Probably. If I but, had to guess. Uh, what kind of budget are we talking? I can't... Only imagine it was... Well, it cost $125 million to make. Ooh, ooh. You got to think that to create the whole world. I know. And man. it was one of the first movies to really put all of its stock into CGI. Like heavily CGI, and yeah. And it... <laughs> some of that CGI in that, those movies is... It's beyond bad. For I'm as much looking as money at it have. now, if... You know, as much as we've advanced in the last even 10 years, of course. How much did you say it cost? 125, even. 125 million. Calculate. I just wonder what that is today. It's about a little less than double, 206 million, 206.6. Mm-hmm. Well, it grossed 974 million <laughs> at the box office. But because it's had its uh, re releases, yeah. It's it's made well over one billion dollars. Oh yeah. Just that first movie. Well, the books were such a like a phenomenon that in today's money that first release is one point six billion dollars. Yeah. That That's is believable. insane. But That's Avatar money, Megan. <sighs> I don't know if we'll ever talk about Avatar. I watched it when it came out. I yeah, we went to the movies to see it. I did not understand the hype. I didn't either because I've already seen that story. It's a, I mean, it's essentially... Dances with wolves? Oh, I would say it's biblical. Everyone, sure. 
drew parallels to the Bible and stuff. It's like exact. That. Watch Dances with Wolves again. It's the exact same movie, oh. only the people are blue. <laughs> oh, okay, maybe, probably not. Damn you, okay. da- James Cameron, <laughs> explorer of the deep. Oh, God. He's constantly raising the bar. <laughs> South Park, man, they got it right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yes, it made a ton of money. It was, I mean, it was a a cultural phenomenon. It just it was took off, and you have this group of kids critical success, like my age of kids that I would say anyone born between like. 87 to maybe 93 94 kind of that i'd say anybody born 90 for 90 then closer to that that's right in their wheelhouse like you might get some people born in the 80s but they're not gonna be as many as you think no i would think like 90 ford like like, really like 90 yeah. to 95 maybe absolutely that's when those movies would have really taken off well i'm saying that group of kids kind of grew up with harry potter the actual character because they end They're up being heads. about his sure <laughs> they, we're calling them pot they, with two t's <laughs> no it is because they were about his age and we literally grew up with him so i think just you had this boom of children who Mm -hmm. it got a lot of kids into reading and stuff who wouldn't necessarily would have gotten into reading and yeah for some people it was like their first big book Mm -hmm. their first well i guess you could say adult book yeah no i would say i mean it's a decent sized book for a kid that age you're talking about 11 12 years old yeah anyway sorry i interrupted you oh no, no no you're you're fine I'm just saying how well it did in the box office. It does not surprise me. No, I mean, if I if I remember right, I can't even remember what it would have opened against. Because there's a period in movies where everything is a blur to me. In 2001, from like 2002 on, it all just jumbled mess to me. Like you might have some movies that I really love, Mm -hmm. but I don't remember the dates they're released. I truly Actually, don't know I, I, see, that's what I'm saying. I could look up other movies. Movies released. Oh, Lord of the Rings. That would have came oh, out that year. Fellowship that. of the Rings. You would have had Monsters, Inc. Uh, Shrek. See, then that's a lot of movies I don't care about. <laughs> Joe Dirt came out in 2001. I do care about Joe Dirt. It's just, it wasn't one of the highest grossing movies. If you go by just the 10 highest grossing movies of that year... It's Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Monsters, Inc., Shrek, Ocean's Eleven, Pearl Harbor, The Mummy Returns, Jurassic Park, Planet of the Apes, which is a terrible movie, and Hannibal. Okay, I just like had this weird flashback fever dream moment. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Monkey Bone? Was that got Brandon Fraser in it? Yeah. Yeah, that movie sucks, too. <laughs> That came out in 2001. I'm just like, I forgot that movie existed until just this moment. Man. There is that so Chris many, Kattan? Yes, it is. There were so many movies that came out that year <laughs> that I just, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. Cash grabs trying to anyway. But then the ones I do remember, I definitely remember. Like, The Animal starring Rob Schneider. <laughs> oh, yeah, buddy. I'm about that. Uh, what else we got? Let me let me just look real quick. Too. Did that come out then? 
That's what it said. Love that movie too. <laughs> it's actually, I think, the best movie out of that whole series. I I don't know. Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles. Oh my god! How did I forget that? Calm down. Josh, that's Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles. Me and him had such a fun time watching that movie because we were like, "Man, this movie's gonna suck," but at least at least we'll get the laugh. Mm-hmm. It was way better than it had any intention to be. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like Crocodile Crocodile Dundee. All those movies are good. I like all three of them. <laughs> Love the first one. I can't wait till we talk about Crocodile Dundee. Oh, Lord. Anyway, yeah. A lot of different movies coming out that year. But uh, I wonder if Harry Potter would have been the best uh, highest grossing movie of that year. What I, was? I bet Harry Potter would be. I don't know what would have beat it out in 2001. I mean, you're listing all Fast these movies and, the and I know them. Oh, God. I've never seen a Fast and Furious movie. And i okay They were a cultural pheno- phenomenon, too. I don't understand that family. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, know. I know nothing about them. I don't I know one of them's care. name is Dom. Am I, I right or am I wrong? <laughs> the only thing I know is what American Dad made fun of. <laughs> yeah. See, I remember when that movie came out, uh, girls like really liked Vin Diesel and I didn't know why. Mm-hmm. I thought he had a shit voice and he just looked, he looked like he might be... I don't know how to say it and it'd be politically correct. Oh my God, then don't. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, Family. We are way off topic here. We need to start talking about Harry Potter because this movie is so freaking long and we've got to like. There's a lot of ground to cover, yeah. We're just going to talk about um, highlights of it because there's a ton. I mean, Harry Potter does find family and his friends there. His family is shit though. Yeah, his actual family, super crap. Uh, you got an orphan kid who gets dropped off on his aunt and uncle's doorstep at just a couple of months old. His parents mm-hmm. were killed by he who must not be named. Yeah. Kind of sucks. Harry's just walking around with a lightning bolt on his forehead. Like yeah. he's not going to get picked on. I will say as far as casting for the movie, we didn't even talk about the cast. Holy crap. Um, Casting's actually pretty good. Except yeah. for Ron. His acting mm-hmm. got better though. No, I mean, if you look at the descriptions in the book, uh, if you want to pull up some of the, because I'm not going to remember the lesser characters' names, that sounds terrible, but you have your three main characters. You have Daniel Radcliffe, who plays Harry mm-hmm. Potter, uh, Emma Watson, who plays Hermione Granger, and mm-hmm. um, not Ron. <laughs> oh my God, I just like blanked on his name. <laughs> wow, what's his what? name? For who? Ron Weasley. Oh, Rupert Grint. Rupert Grint. Thank you. Jesus. I just... Drew- Let's talk about people that were that actually have some name value, like John Cleese. Uh-huh. He was Headless Nick. Yeah. Nearly Headless Nick. John Cleese is a comedy genius. He's a part of the Monty Python brigade. Uh-huh. But he's not in the movie that much. No, but when he is, you definitely know who he is, because everybody knows who he is. Oh, Warwick Davis, who is Willow and the Leprechaun. He was uh, yeah, he plays- Phileas Fitwick. He plays prof- the professor, yep. Mm-hmm. You, you get the Leviosa. Richard scene. Harris, no relation, was uh-huh. Albus Dumbledore. In this one, yes. Mm-hmm. The best Dumbledore, by the way. Yeah. I don't think anybody would really argue that. Alan Rickman. How did you not mention Alan Rickman? I, 
I got to say the first three people. You didn't even let me get. He's Snape. I've always liked Alan Rickman. Uh-huh. Ever since seeing him in Die Hard and uh, Robin Hood, Prince uh-huh. of Thieves. I feel he like makes he's... A good, he makes a good uh, anti-hero. Oh, and Dogma. I love him in Dogma. He is a well-rounded actor. Very, 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 very. Uh-huh. Maggie Smith as uh, Minerva. Isn't she Dame Maggie Smith? No, she's just Maggie Smith, yo. I thought she was a dame. McGonagall. That's fine. <laughs> um, there's Tom Felton, plays Draco Malfoy. And, uh, oh my gosh, I can't think of his name. He plays Neville Longbottom. Everyone went got super hyped for him because he had he just grew up. <laughs> got his Brit teeth fixed. Yes, he just did. Just say it, Megan. Say it for what it is. Uh, I can't think of his name either. Well, what's that chick's name? Is it like Fiona Shaw? Who plays? What is her name? Petunia. I have no idea. <laughs> his aunt. Oh, ha- Harry's aunt. Okay, yeah. I don't know what else she's She's been. always a bitch. Oh, okay. <laughs> in every movie I've ever seen her in, she's always, always, always that that person. She plays a good, bad person. Absolutely. And the guy that plays the uncle, what else have we seen him in? Um, well, I remember him from, definitely remember him from Bedtime Stories. He's the hotel right, owner. That's right, yeah. I can't think of what, I know he has a recognizable face, but I can't. I'm mixing him up with a different actor, so I'm uh-huh. not sure what else he's been in. I gotcha. That's fine. Uh, it was directed by Chris Columbus, mm-hmm. right? The Chris Columbus. Mm-hmm. We'll get into it later, who was supposed to direct the movie, or who was in the running, actually. Oh, okay. But I think, I don't know, that's probably enough cast. We can go ahead and get in the movie now. Yeah. We've lost a lot of time. <laughs> go ahead, do what you gotta do. Uh, anyway, back to, to Harry Potter getting dropped off on his aunt and uncle's doorstep and they are just the absolute worst. Like, I have a theory and I know it's not my, per- it's, I, I follow this theory, but I know I didn't come up with it on my own. I'm certain uh-huh. there's someone else out there who has this idea. Also really quick, sorry to do this, mm-hmm. but you remember when I had a theory about something, someone that's been, was like a lifelong Harry Potter fan just tried to shoot me down automatic because i wasn't a diehard fan mm. do you remember that no because i had a theory that actually made sense to everything They're like no that would never happen it's harry potter <laughs> okay no. in real life or on the internet or no this was like someone we know very well oh no i don't remember that yeah we'll talk about this all off oh. off of here <laughs> okay um but Harry gets dropped off at his aunt and uncle's house, and I don't know. They just kind of put up with him. They don't want anything to do with him. They make him sleep under a, the staircase in this tiny little closet. Uh, they're absolutely horrible to him. He yes. wears the hand-me-down clothes of his cousin, Dudley, which I, we didn't talk about who plays him, but that's fine. Um, Whenever you look at Dudley, you just have to know that's hip-hop. Because he's an annoying little kid, too. Oh, I just hate him so much. That whole family. He's so spoiled, man. Yeah, like He's a definition of spoiling your children. Yeah. He's awful. He Just the way they all treat him is terrible. And I have a theory that I like that I've heard. I didn't come up with it on my own. That's what Go I was ahead. saying. That the aunt, Petunia, who is Harry's 
mom's sister. Right. So that's his direct aunt. The theory that I've seen and that I personally like is that she hates him so much because she's jealous of her sister. And because at one point in the movie, she says that her sister was a freak for mm-hmm. being getting her letter to Hogwarts and finding out she's a witch. I think being it was chosen, all, yeah. I think it was all jealousy. The fact that that's she how didn't, I took it. She never got a letter. She never got any type of like witch powers or anything like that. So yeah, it just, just by it was proxy, pettiness. yeah, by proxy, she hates Harry because she didn't want him to turn out like her sister. You know, I think the best thing about me watching it as an adult, coming into it without any kind of frame of reference. And not seeing those movies as a kid, mm-hmm. I had a better take on those movies because right off the bat, that's how I kind of felt about her. I was like, this this chick is just jealous. I wouldn't say better. I would just say different. I don't. I don't know. Because you saw it from the adult's perspective, or you saw it as an adult with an adult perspective, where I'd never kids- seen the book and never had to grow up with it, and already had a frame of reference that's you've burnt into your own mind. Well, when you're a kid and you're going to the theater, you're paying attention to Harry Potter and to Dudley. You're not paying attention to the adults, you know? Right. So it makes sense that as an adult, you see more of how the adults are feeling on top of what Harry's going through. One of the bigger things that I think I kind of got away with watching this movie is the interaction. Mm -hmm. The interactions with uh, like Harry and all those people. It's it's not like they're talking down to him to talk down to him. They're talking down to him out of hate. Mm-hmm. And this, and they just they despise Harry. Yeah. Which also made me think like they got something out of having Harry. I mean like possibly, whether it's yeah. like a will or like an entitlement, something like that. Mhm. I mean if they were listed as the legal guardians then they really didn't have a choice. They could have put him up for adoption, I guess, but I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess there would be some sort of incentive. Who knows? They should not really cover that. <laughs> but eventually it comes time for Harry to find out if he is a witch or not, or a witch, a wizard. And he doesn't know that, of course. Yeah. And then. Got to get to that zoo. Yeah, he. He always knew there was something different about him when they went to the zoo for Dudley's birthday and he was able to make the glass disappear and mm-hmm. Dudley talk fall in. Talk to the snakes and you find out early on right there, which you don't know it yet, you find out later in other movies mm-hmm. that that he is a parcel, t- parcel tongue, which mm-hmm. is how he can talk to Serpents. snakes. Yes. And uh, he... I don't know. He said some other things had happened that just kind of always made him wonder mm-hmm. uh, what was so special about him. But then he gets his letter from gets one of several letters that. Yeah, they keep trying to get rid of it. Yeah. Then that's they end up going to the island to get away from it. And Hagrid, who is. Uh, oh, I don't know what his, the gamekeeper or something like that, I think is his title. at yeah. Hogwarts. He just, shows he's up. He's the super. Sure. <laughs> he watches over everything. If it Kinda, were a, yeah. if it were an apartment building, he's the guy that comes fix the stuff, make sure everything's yeah. in everything in its place. <laughs> That's he's that guy. Yeah, he shows up to hand deliver Harry's letter and take him away to Hogwarts. <laughs> I just where buried him, and I did not mean to do that. 
Like, I mean, I literally, what that's saying. what he is. He's the super. I get what you're saying, yeah. Um, but he whisks Harry away to mm-hmm. Hogwarts, and he's introduced this Ronnie whole McCake. new world that he knows nothing about. I mean, if you were an 11-year-old, 12-year-old kid, this would all have to feel like a dream, you know? Yeah. You like you might have felt like maybe, you know, something's deathly wrong with you at this point because you're about to break the matrix. <laughs> what? That's essentially what he's doing. He's going into another place that you can't see. Yeah. Yeah, and just to have your entire world flips upside down and this evil world of wizardry. Not evil. Okay, Megan. It there are evil people within that world, but they're worse people in our world sure go away to the wizarding world go and hang out with those people they're probably nicer (laughs) than regular people maybe Um, except Voldemort's pretty bad yeah I guess (laughs) but he goes to like the worst thing in his life in the real world is Dudley (laughs) that's pretty bad I'd want to get away from him too yeah I'd be willing to to go anywhere else. Especially when he starts rocking chains and stuff. I really hate when he becomes that dude. What? Remember when Dudley becomes that's hip hop? Yeah, he doesn't have a chain. Are you sure about that? I just know he wears oversized basketball shorts. (laughs) I'll just pull up some I'll pull up some photos. Okay. Go ahead. What's that you were saying? that he just shows up into this the world of witches and wizards and magic and has to completely learn everything from scratch because he mm-hmm. was he wasn't taught any of this where most kids even uh you know kids who come from half witch half wizard mm-hmm. families and they at least have some sort of knowledge he has no knowledge of this place whatsoever until this moment yeah one thing i really didn't like about that I will say is how claustrophobic it was. Like when they finally go through nine and nine and three quarters, mm-hmm. and then they're walking down the street. I'm like, you guys are wizards and witches. You can't stretch the damn street. <laughs> um, Come on, man. I don't know. That may have just been a like they're bumping elbows to, and stuff. Yeah, just to make you feel the bustling and the sure the everyday wizardry. Yes. I get what you're saying. But they didn't go through nine and three quarters. That's later. He used oh. a back entrance into. Oh, yeah, yeah. Alley. They went through the bricks. Mm-hmm. And everyone on top of being introduced into this whole new world and all these people, um, he's a celebrity among them. And he doesn't know that either. So all these people are staring oh, at Potter. him. Yeah. Like they're afraid to touch him or he's being bum rushed by people who want to shake his hand and introduce themselves. And he has no idea why he doesn't know why he's so special. I really like when they go to the bank. Oh, green guns. Yes. (laughs) Uh, I think that's really fun. It is. There's so many little things about this movie. That's it's hard to cover all of it, but I didn't like the, like the actual wand shop. Mm hmm. It's like, Hmm. A wand's a wand. I, the wand chooses the wizard. Okay, Megan. <laughs> and he... You get to see all, all sorts of different stores, and it's it slowly introduces you to everything. So you get to see him pick his wand and mm-hmm. go to the, the they got bank. To, they got to show you what marketing for the future is going to be like. 
I guess. Wands. <laughs> Pretty much. And he... And see, this is still just a just the beginning. There's so much more to this movie. Like, he mm-hmm. gets to meet all the other kids, and uh, he's pretty quickly introduced to Ron. Yeah, Ron kind of just treats him like another kid. He's like, that. just, you know, I've never seen you before. Yeah, until he sees his value, scar. Apparently. <laughs> no, no, until he sees a scar. Then he yeah. knows exactly who it is, and he freaks out. And uh, same with Hermione, but she tries to be cool about it. <laughs> yeah she's she's really lame in this first movie look the thing with the child actors i feel like they were overacting <laughs> yeah and it's it, it's it's in your face in this movie really bad i mean the look is spot on they pick yes. the kids perfectly but they're they're definitely overacting <laughs> in this movie <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Like their accents are super accenty, <laughs> which I know is just how they talk. It's not an accent to them, but it's kind of like <laughs> no. It's kind of like if you take an American kid and have them act for the first time, and they go over the top, like they're enunciating things. And yeah, um, too bad British actors are really good at playing an American. <laughs> yeah, I know, but they. Uh, what I'm saying is, they are British, and their accent, their us to us accent, because mm-hmm. of course to them it's not an accent. They should just let them speak in real, real time uh, English. What's that? An American accent? No. <laughs> let them talk like they talk. Any British person you've ever seen on anything, they cannot stop from cursing, I- and they have a whole another level of cursing. They make up words. I guess. But these are still kids. And it's also... You're going to tell me those kids aren't cursing. Not like that. Okay, Meg. It's a kid's movie. They're yeah. going to do that. Uh, Even anyway. the wizards. The, the, the teachers should have been doing the same. Oh, my God. There's so much more. We're like barely into this movie. <laughs> uh, you get to meet Hagrid, who you find out... Look... The moral of the story is that Dumbledore is like, hey, there's a lot of things in this world and in this school that mm-hmm. want you dead. Um, here's some little nuggets on where you can find them, but don't go to it. Wink, wink. And yeah, it's like things that can harm you. But, you know, we wanted to bring you here anyway. Le- has all these breadcrumbs leading him to danger. And he's like, don't get into anything. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> I know, old high nudge, priest. Nudge. <laughs> Because the first movie is called The Sorcerer's Stone because you find out it has to do with um, the the Philosopher's Stone, the Sorcerer's Stone that Nicholas Flamel has been working on to increase the lifespan of people. And it's very dangerous to have a hold of, especially if you're a bad guy, because you could live for essentially Ever. ever. And they... There's all these little nuggets that are pointing Harry into the direction of where to find this stone. And he doesn't understand why he's got to be the one to find the stone. And the thing is, if Dumbledore is so all knowing, why didn't he just go get the dang stone himself? Cause we got his big robe dirty. And he just doesn't want to do the dirty work. He's, sees the perfect opportunity when Harry shows up and he's like, you know, it'd be great if you went and got this stone. Right. Like he's just walking around with his like, Perfectly combed beard and hair. Yeah. <laughs> you might want to think about doing it yourself, Harry. 
And uh, I guess. <laughs> and then you have Voldemort with zero hair and nose, who is slowly materializing back and mm -hmm. getting his body back and using one of the professors as a uh, as a vessel, Professor Quirrell. Yeah, technically he's possessing him. He's a part of him. I mean, it's, it's gross. Yeah, it's like a leech on him. It's gross. And I want the first time I watched that movie, I'm like, man, why is that dude wearing that freaking a turban? turban? <laughs> it just it's so out of place. It is. He. Quirrell, I don't know. There are a lot of people who are still in cahoots with Baltimore and kind of like how people are today with their political leaders or even with murderers, like serial killers, how they yeah. have this weird cult following. Um, Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. Because you're like, why would anyone support and want to follow Baltimore? It's like, it happens every day in the real world. Right. <laughs> Uh, and somehow this is less scary. <laughs> and so Quirrell is one of his little minions that agrees to become a vessel to bring Voldemort back because everyone believes that Harry Potter defeated Voldemort when he was a baby. That right. The one thing that saved him from being killed, his parents were killed, but he wasn't. And it was the power of his parents' love that saved him, essentially, is what happened. What a story. And so it's that good versus evil in its most like pure form. Mm -hmm. And they believed that Harry had destroyed Voldemort in that way. And what they didn't know and what becomes the whole series of books is that Voldemort is smarter than that and made sure to save pieces of himself in what you call a horcrux. What's really smart about Voldemort is he had a plan from the beginning and knew how he could end up conquering all mm -hmm. I, I really like admire that about like that character he had a way out and a way in oh my like, god that, that is that is gangster that is the <laughs> most gangster thing that there could ever be that is going to prison and getting out <laughs> scot-free he had several ways to come back he made sure <laughs> to to cover a lot of bases, but still somehow, I mean, I guess we won't spoil it. We're just talking about this movie, but there's a Horcrux that brings him back and that's how he's able to come back. And right. he's, gosh, there's so many little things, this movie that we've skipped over, but, uh, gotta talk about the Quidditch. I know that. No, oh. <laughs> that has become a phenomenon of its own. Like I didn't know there were actual Quidditch, like, tournaments and stuff mm -hmm. i guess it's like real-time quidditch stuff only they can't fly because you know <laughs> magic <it's> not, <laughs> right there's a quidditch team at the college i went to i'm sure there's a quidditch team everywhere megan <laughs> i know we literally saw people larping before larping was a thing well it would have been a thing that's why they were doing it <laughs> no but. i'm pretty sure these people were just doing it because they were just bored one sunday afternoon no. one also wanted to hang out at the park also wanted to make arrows to shoot at people with tennis balls on the end Oh my God. Anyway, uh, uh, Harry Potter and Voldemort end up having their showdown, of course, which Harry, this is all building up to, he's finding up, finding out little by little about his life and why he's so famous mm -hmm. and what everyone is so afraid of, or not that they're afraid of, but they're about Voldemort and who he was and why they're afraid to say his name. 
Uh, they don't even want to like speak it into the universe in case he comes back. Well, surprise me, is he back? <laughs> and they have their, their showdown, which Harry, he's a 12-year-old boy. <coughs> Excuse me. He's a 12-year-old boy, and he's able to take on Voldemort pretty easily just because he's not quite materialized yet. He's not still... St- he's not strong enough. Yes. <laughs> he's building his strength back up, so he gets knocked out pretty quickly in this first movie. and Some pretty cool stuff that happens in this movie. Is This, this is the movie where they have to play chess, right? Yes, oh my god, there's the chess game. We forgot about that. Uh, what? That's Ron. Oh no. That really bad overacting. Yeah. You want to go ahead and do the line? Which one? Oh, the one where he, he's playing chess. <laughs> my move. <laughs> Look, one of my favorite TikToks is those guys who reenact that whole scene. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know there was that. Oh my god, it's so funny. I'm gonna have to find it. <laughs> Over enunciating. Uh, he does. <laughs> oh, I gotta find that TikTok now. But the chess game is part of this whole labyrinth that they're using to get to the stone. First, they have to get past Fluffy, the, the three-headed dog, and then they have to catch. The Shoot, I forgot all about keys. the three-headed dog. Yeah, um, they have to catch the flying keys. They mm-hmm. have to do the chess game. I had to conquer that giant like ogre thing. Yeah, the troll that shows troll. up, and he ends up finding the mirror of right. Yeah, that fogs back and uh, gives him the message. Well, it's his parents. He right. sees his parents in the mirror. There's so, so much to this movie. Oh, my God. This is like, we could easily make this a two-part movie. It, definitely, just... it definitely built a lot of character development right off the bat. Mm-hmm. This movie was like two and a half hours, so. Yeah. You got to get a lot at once. But it ends with Harry knocking out Voldemort again. Harry Potter is the hero, and Voldemort is bound and determined to get rid of him like Mm -hmm. this is his personal goal now is once he gets rid of harry potter then he can rule the wizarding world (laughs) well if he would just given up on harry potter and chose to like go and do evil deeds elsewhere he may have survived it honestly it's the whole david slays goliath thing like you said Mm -hmm. like the biblical thing but you know, there's a lot of other things we didn't really get to touch on. The damn hat. The sorting hat, yes. Yeah. Ugh, look, She's in your class. I would hope to God you've seen Harry Potter at this point. If you're listening to this episode, you're at least semi-interested, and I'm sure you're screaming at part, parts that we missed. And um, Honestly, I can't remember. What's it called in school? The guy, that, or, guy or girl? The person? That chooses helps you choose your life path. Counselor. Counselor. That's what that thing essentially is. Yeah. That hat is a counselor. It's choosing your life for you. Go you ahead. might want to be a Slytherin. No, you're Hufflepuff. He's judging. Sorry about your life. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely judging. Yeah. That's all he does. Just judges you. Puts you where you think you should be at a, a ripe 11, 12 years old. I don't know about you really going to the University of California. What do you think about the University of Phoenix? <laughs> it's all online. Oh, well. <laughs> but I want to be a Hufflepuff. 
Uh, I, I really just see you right here in Ravenclaw. Um, I don't know. I'm That's what he did. He d- he divided <laughs> houses. Yeah. Only he made sure to put Ron and Harry in the same group. Come on, man. He said that Harry would have done well in Slytherin. Yes. He said that, but... What happens to this series if Harry just flips a switch and goes bad guy all at once? I don't know. Man. There's a fan fiction for that. Is there really? Oh, there's a fan fiction for everything. (laughs) I'm sure there is. Okay. That's going to have to wrap up the the movie itself. Is it like a sexy fan fiction? I'm sure that there's out there too, yes. Good deal. I'm not looking it up, but... Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Bone. Probably. Yes, John. Got it. (laughs) Oh my God, why is this the third time I'm bringing this up? But you should look up Chuck Tingle. They're not a uh, fan fiction, but it is some serious. Chuck Tingle. Who's Chuck Tingle? He's an author. Um, oh my God, you're going to make me do it. Chuck Tingle writes. Uh, Erotic fan fiction? No, it's not fan fiction. He writes works such as. Okay, let me. <laughs> uh, what can I say out loud on this? <laughs> is this all Harry Potter based? No, it is not fan fiction. Oh I don't know how my gosh. I, no, it is not fan fiction. He writes um, erotic novels about really strange things. <laughs> I'm trying to find something I can read <laughs> out loud. Oh my God. Just give us a title. They're all so bad. A lot of them have the word pound in it. <laughs> then why are you talking about this dude? Pounded by President Bigfoot is one of <laughs> oh my gosh oh i'd my laugh gosh. but my freaking I, I my throat is killing me i'm oh just not God. in a good way uh where's the one about the airplane i don't remember about the airplane <laughs> pounding an airplane it's like my sexy billionaire <laughs> jet plane or something he's in a, a, oh. a relation a sexual relationship with his jet plane things like that please tell me this dude is like in his 40s i don't really know anything about Chuck Tingle, except that he writes really bad. Chuck Tingle (laughs) is the name of the guy you see popping up on the internet that's going to end up being on To Catch a Predator. (laughs) I can't believe I googled some of these. They're so bad. With a name like Chuck Tingle, you know he has a red dot on his house. Oh, God. There is a... Oh, my God. There is a Harry um, Potter-esque book. I can't read the title of it, but... Shoo, I've gotten way off topic. Chuck Tingle, look it up. You will regret it. <laughs> <laughs> I already said Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Bone. I think that's a good one. I'll let you read this. the title of this one after the, <laughs> we're done Here, just show it to me real quick. Oh, my God. Let's get my reaction. Hold on. Okay, that that is the whole title up there. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> This that guy has jumped off the rails. Come on, man. Hey, I don't know, man. People, he's written a lot of books. Apparently, that is somebody with a lot of time on their hands to come up with an idea like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Do you want to hear some trivia about Harry Potter? I'm ready. And the Sorcerer's Stone. Can I give a real quick trivia on this? Sure. I never knew that the two other directors in the running for this movie were Rob Reiner and Steven Spielberg. Did you know that? I wouldn't have guessed Rob Reiner, no. You would have guessed Steven Spielberg? Um, 
I would have, I'd expect that before Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner directed The Princess Bride. This is right up his alley. I, also made Spinal Tap. This is Spinal Tap. See, that's why I don't think he's more comedy. Where well, these, these movies are, aren't always, not all the Harry Potter movies are serious. Yes, they are. They have comedy aspects to them. Some, very little. <laughs> that is not the majority of the movie. Rob Reiner's a good director. Stop trying to bury Rob Reiner. I didn't say he was. I just said this isn't the right movie for him. Plus, we would have got Harry Potter with Billy Crystal for some reason. I would have been okay with that. Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, speaking of actors, Alan Rickman was handpicked to play Snape by J.K. Rowling. Kind of feels that way, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And he received special instructions from her about the character. She even provided him with vital details of Snape's backstory that were not revealed until the final novel was published. Nice. Mm-hmm. So he got to know stuff before anybody else did. Lucky him. Um, I'm so sad he died. He was such a good actor. Oh, yeah, I know. That was sad. Yeah. Uh, Richard Harris, who plays... Dumbledore mm-hmm. had trouble remembering his lines and Daniel Radcliffe would ask him to help with running his lines just to give him more practice. So that's sweet. Yeah. Daniel. It really sucks. He only made it through the first two book movies, right? Or no, just the first movie, right? I think it was just the first one. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> he was so good. I would have rather had him about the whole series. Yeah, he was good. That's sad. The child actors and actresses would do their Mm -hmm. actual schoolwork in the movie to make the school setting more real. (laughs) I could see that. Because they... On the timeline. Still have to go to school. Mm -hmm. They're actual, like, 12-year-old kids. Child labor laws, too. They have to be able to do their homework. God, I bet it took forever filming this movie. (laughs) Oh, definitely. Um... Anyway, the Hogwarts motto, it's Latin. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you don't know what it is, so I'm going to No, tell you. go ahead. It's Draco Dormian, Dormians Nunquam Titillandus. Okay. I took Latin for two years and I I got Titillandus on that. It means never tickle a sleeping dragon. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is the school motto. I'll remember that. Something, 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 Titillandus. Yep. The restricted section, which we also didn't talk about, the restricted section. Oh, yes. The the library. That scene was filmed in the Duke Humphreys building at the Bodleian Library in Oxford. I'm sure I said that wrong. (laughs) You know what that always reminds me of? What? Do you ever play Super Mario 64? Uh, It's been a long time. So in Boo's Mansion, there's like these certain rooms that have uh, books in them, and the books either come at you and they fly at you to try to hurt you or mm-hmm. you have ones that are like keys and you have to press them in like a certain sequence to get into the next room. Mm-hmm. That part in Harry Potter always reminds me of that. Huh. Kind of weird, but kind of cool at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but if you remember the scene, Harry Potter is in the invisibility cloak which we also didn't talk about he gets yeah. an invisibility cloak from his dad well it was his dad's and Dumbledore gives it to him um, if you remember he's carrying the lantern through the library mm-hmm. 
the actual library in Oxford has very strict rules about not bringing flames into the library. It is a library. So the makers of this movie were the first ever to be allowed to break that rule in hundreds of years. <laughs> That's crazy. Mm-hmm. They let them do that. Oh, here we go. There's more reading, I guess. Uh-huh. On the Mirror of Erised, which, God, I'm probably saying that wrong. Oh, I don't even know if I want to read this. It says, Erised, straw, arrow, oat, ubi, kafru, oit, on hosi. Is what is inscripted on the mirror, which if you're reading it backwards, it says, I show not your face, but your heart's desire. Nice. And that's what the the mirror of Erised is, is desire backwards. Okay. If you didn't know that. Uh, the scenes at Hagrid's hut, which he is like the maintenance guy. Yes, I've been saying that. Now everybody else will get to see what I saw when I first saw this guy. Anyway, his hut, it was filmed on location on a small patch of land in London, but the hut was demolished when the shoot, when shooting wrapped in case Why? fans of the movie swamped it. That's so random. Mm-hmm. That kind of sucks, though. Yeah, because I had to rebuild that for the next movie. Yeah, it said it was near the studio, uh, Leavesden Studio in London. Mm -hmm. They could have just made it like off limits, a security place, a a museum of sorts. Instead, they tore the whole thing down. Can't put a police tape. I get. I don't know. Um. Oh, we didn't even talk about Filch and his cat. Oh, (laughs) I actually like Filch. (laughs) Yeah. In order to understand what he believed to be caretaker Filch's lonely lifestyle, David Bradley and his cat rented an isolated Irish cottage in which to live for a month before filming began. That's awesome. So you just live there with a cat. Which, he's in uh, The World's End, is the only other thing I really remember. Yeah. (laughs) I love The World's End. He's the guy that, the uh, conspiracy theory guy. Yes, why he drinks through a swirly straw. <laughs> uh-huh. The last name Dumbledore means bumblebee in Old English. Excuse me. Albus Severus <laughs> Bumblebee. He's got a lot. No, his middle name's not Severus. It's, oh my God, you would ask me his full name. I don't remember. You don't have to give it to me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't remember what it is anyway. Also, according to the factoid trivia show QI, which came out in 2003, Mm -hmm. the word muggle existed in the early to mid-1900s as a jazz word that was used for pot smokers. Okay. Random. Also wizards. (laughs) Hagrid was the first person to be cast. What? Robbie Coltrane, who he recently passed away. Yes. Um. In order to make the Dursley's house even more unpleasant, set director Stephanie McMillan deliberately sought out the ugliest furnishings possible. It does feel like an old lady house. It does. Right off the bat, too. Looks uncomfortable (laughs) to be in that house. Uh, I'll just give you a couple more because I know we're kind of going over on time. Uh, During the Harry Potter movies, Daniel Radcliffe went through 160 pairs of glasses. Wow. That's a lot of glasses. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, the tabby cat used in the movie ran away during filming and came back two days later. <laughs> <laughs> Precious baby doing its own thing. Mm-hmm. As they do. They'll be back when they want to come back. 
um, here we go. We were talking about how much this movie made. By February of 2002, this was the second highest grossing movie worldwide after Titanic. Wow. Mm-hmm. Titanic was a cultural phenomenon, too. Oh, yeah. Well, in 2002. Titanic changed was... lives. <laughs> I it's guess. It's only like five years after. Yeah. Uh, no, Titanic came out in 97. This came out in... Oh, you're talking, you said 2002. That's what made me think that. Yeah. So as of 2002, it was still the best-selling movie worldwide, Titanic was. It was up until this new Top Gun movie came out. Hmm. Uh, Maverick. Oh. That's the highest-selling movie now of all time? Uh-huh. Highest-grossing movie of all time. That sucks. I know. Anyway. And I love um, Top Gun. We'll talk about... Uh, I'll give you, like, two more. How about that? Uh, because there's so freaking many... When Chris Columbus asked, was asked what type of child he wanted to play Harry Potter, he used a clip of Daniel Radcliffe from David Copperfield in 1999 to show them what he wanted. Oh, wow. And then ended up casting him anyway. And then for Rupert Grint's audition, <laughs> this is embarrassing, he sent a video of himself rapping while explaining why he wanted the part of Ron. <laughs> that yeah, that seems like that dude, too. Man, I bet he's like, please don't show me that video. <laughs> Oh, uh, there's so much more in there, but I can't. There's like almost 300 pieces of facts. Yeah. It's a series that's so popular. People will just dive into any part of it they can. Mm-hmm. Oh, Even yeah. Even the kind of soil the ground was uh, built on. <laughs> and uh, I'm sad to hear that about Hagrid's hut. That they tore down the original hut. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, But... We can go ahead and rate the movie now. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm actually oh really God. excited about doing I this. I say this is going to be interesting. Rewatchability. <laughs> it's for me it's a 5. I mean, I know I say it's a winter movie, but I can watch it pretty much any time. I can't say it about all the other Harry Potter movies. Okay, uh, I guess I am thinking of it as a whole. I need to think yeah. of just this particular movie. Mm. I'm going to give this one, uh, truthfully, like a three and a half for rewatchability. Yes, just because it's not, uh, it's not my favorite. I think I could give this, I'll give it a four. It's not, it's not, I don't hate this one. No, no, but I definitely don't. I don't know. It's okay. The yeah. overacting hurts. It's hard yes, to watch it because of that. And then... But it does have really fun scenes. Like, I like the train. Oh, yeah. I like... I love their little uh, cafeteria dining hall. Yeah. That's named two places where they eat. Yeah. <laughs> um, and gosh, the, what's wrong with me? The next thing we're going to rate it on is the... Legacy. Legacy. Oh my god. That's five. It's a five. Hands down. <laughs> Harry Potter world itself tells you how strong this world is. A six. I'll give it a six even. This yeah, I feel like Harry Potter's strong. not going away anytime soon. No, I mean you got the Fantastic Beast movies and they already announced they want to do those movies with the older Potter kids. Oh, with the children. Mm-hmm. Grown up. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that. Uh 
Yeah, this is still going strong. <laughs> yeah, it's easily a five. No end in sight. And the last thing we'll rate it on is the aesthetic. look. Aesthetic. Yes, the aesthetic of the movie, the soundtrack, the the look of the movie. Soundtrack's not terrible. I think visually it's a great film. Mm-hmm. The CGI gets to be a bit much, but just scenery-wise, I really like. Yeah. Like I talked about how when they're first walking in the wizarding world, they're down that really like confined space. Yeah. I actually do like that scene. It's just just thinking Gives like you you anxiety. Know, <laughs> yeah. You know, just wave your wand and make the street wider. Yeah. I think... It has uh, scenes I really like. Scenes that kind of, eh, to me, are the troll scene. It's, yeah. That's very CGI. Not just... I'm not talking too. about the troll itself, but I'm talking about like when Harry Potter is on the troll and he's kind of throwing him around. Mm-hmm. That looks really bad. Um, yeah, Fluffy's... Yeah, he's bad. It's okay, but... Overall, I mean, I'd still give this like a four and a half just because the music is, uh, look, when the last Harry Potter movie came out and there was that hiatus until Fantastic Beasts and you heard that music again on the big screen, man, (laughs) that was a spiritual moment. (laughs) I'll give it, I'll give it a four and a half. Mm Mm-hmm. So four or five and a four and a half. I think that's a really good score. Yeah. Overall, I'll say it. This movie is easily a four and a half. I'd, yeah. Overall, I'm going to give it a four and a half. Only because it's not my favorite Harry Potter movie. No. In the series. No, I definitely think there are. Like, I do think they stopped being good once Chris, Chris Columbus left. I will say that. Really? Yes. I don't. Because he only did the first two or three. He did four, didn't he? Oh, I'm going to have to look now. I don't remember. Um, I don't know. I'll have to look. Because with series, once you start jumping directors, that's how you know something is not going to finish well. It happened with the Tim Burton Batman mm-hmm. movies. Batman. Batman. <laughs> I have to say it because, I mean, they went through three Batman, Batman characters. See, it sounds stupid saying three Batman characters. Three Batman. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> Sounds weird to say Batman. <laughs> I'm just saying it. Batman. <laughs> yeah. Three Batman in four movies. Yeah. Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, and then George Clooney. Oh, my God. Uh, well, we'll probably have to wrap this up now. We went a little bit over, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, gosh. We did not get enough time to talk about this movie. No, it'll be one you can revisit. Yeah, for sure. But until next time. We kept going off the rails. I know. I kept Um, going off the rails. I guess stick around and check out this teaser for our next episode. It's, It's a good one. It's a really good one. And we'll see you guys next week. See ya. Hopefully I'm better. (laughs) Bye. Next week on the Retro Club. And then it worked. I with Charlie Sheen. Don't know if I've seen that. Young Guns and Young Guns Two. Ah, uh, you don't think I've seen it? Oh my <laughs> gosh, those might even be his best movies. Uh, um, or is like all of the women that I grew up with 
We'll call it Young Buns. What? Young Guns it had all the had all the sexy guys in it. In their prime. Is Young Guns a Western though? Yes. I just don't know how I feel about Westerns. You like what? We like freaking Back to the yeah, Future Part 3. That is my least favorite Back to the Future. It's you my least that. favorite, but I do like that movie. I don't like it because of I the I do like Westerns, Western though, so we need to make that clear. I don't mind Western movies. You mind it. Mixing and music by Kelsey Ingram. Cover art is by Megan Harris. Research is by John and Megan Harris. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Slasher at Retro Club Pod. Or visit our website at retroclubpod.com for episode information and more. You can listen to The Retro Club on Podbean, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, and more. Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe, or we'll find you.